Hi, welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Seth. Hello. And Forrest. Howdy. How's it going, boys? It's going well. Good. Going that, swell. That makes me happy. I, yeah. oh man, it's been a fun week so far. I, man, I played a new game. I, you know, life is good. I, you know, updating games on your PS4 sucks. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's like two updates I guess I didn't do to Bloodborne. And so now I can see notes and stuff on the ground. And so, yeah, it's great. I uh, didn't know that I wasn't playing online. Those can be helpful sometimes. Or not at all. Or not at all. But, yeah. So, for uh, Seth, was there a note system in Sekiro? A note system? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, so in Bloodborne, when you run over the ground, there's like a hand that'll reach out, and it has a note, and it's something that'll... It's kind of like, a, you know, those weird things in the super new Super Mario Bros. U, where... <laughs> There's a note that tells you what's coming. Or oh, uh, well, Sekiro is not a multiplayer game, so no. Oh, I guess there yes. is a multiplayer aspect to Bloodborne. Because you can... Chris Chris was trying to tell me that he wanted to play. And I was like, oh, you can... I didn't say, oh, you can play, but I guess you can. Yes. Multiplayer. Something I haven't done yet. <laughs> so maybe in the future. But I want to talk about a game that I've played that Seth has already played. And I want to give Seth a chance to guess what it is. Seth, uh, before that, we need to acknowledge that it is now March. It is now is March. Which is the month, as we know, of Animal Crossing. It is the, also the month of Persona 5. And so, Doom Eternal. Yes. No, that's, I mean, also that. I guess. But... Also, wasn't it previously previously supposed to be the month of many other games? It was supposed to be the month of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Although that is in out in a way, the demo's out. Yeah, the the demo's here. Your progress doesn't carry over, but we'll talk about that later. Yes, but it is a month to be excited about video games. It is finally the, the Pokemon tra- Mystery Dungeon. Yeah, uh, yes. I'm not getting it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm no one is. I mean, a lot of people will. Just not us. Just not us. Yeah. Hashtag just not us. Yeah. <laughs> Neo two. Oh god. That's yeah. this month. Yeah. Are you sure that's this month? Yeah. There's no oh way. God. I March feel like 13th. there's been no marketing push. March thirteen. It's had it's had like two betas so far. Well, I don't have a PS4. Yeah. Mm, bleeding yeah. edge. Oh man, I am excited for that to come out. Half Life Alex. We're finally getting Half Life this month. Of course, yeah. none of us will play it because it's on VR. Yeah. yeah, I might. But Murder by Numbers. That that uh that weird anime math uh mystery game. I have never heard of yeah. this no. game. So. Nobody, nobody. Okay. No. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it sounds very up your alley and something that I would like once you explain to me what it is. But yeah, yep. I've never heard of that. Yeah, well, go go check out that uh, that trailer. You can check it out uh, during the break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I there is a 
like sort of court trial game that I've heard that I need to play. Mm, it's like Phoenix a, Wright. It's like no, it's like a bird version of Phoenix Wright on the Switch. I, I can't remember the Can name. Can it of still it. be called Phoenix Wright? Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. <laughs> it could be the same name. <laughs> um, no, I, I'll Google it. But yeah, this is we we are in March, and it is a month to be excited about video games. So. And maybe even a Nintendo Direct. Maybe. Fingers crossed. So we also need to note everyone out there should be going out maybe, buying a discounted calendar so you can really plan out your Animal Crossing days. Because, boy, did I do that for the last one. And oh, that's so, a good idea. Yeah. No, I did that all the time. So I was really obsessive about it for a while. So I played. Do you want to guess, Seth, or do you just want me to tell you? Well, you got to give him a hint. I don't first. know. You can't just give. There's a million games. Yeah, How am it's, I gonna a, guess? it's a game you played last year. Okay. It's a game that came out last year. Genre? I think. At least it did on the Switch. And it's. Um, I forget the word for it, but um, it's less than four hours long. Mm hmm. All right, and it's a pixelated art style. Okay, hold on. I am literally going through a list of games that I played. <laughs> uh, last year, you said I played it? Yeah, yeah. It's called, by the way, that game is called Aviary Attorney, which I should have been able to remember the name of because it's just Bird Attorney. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. This game might not have come out last year. I also I, am realizing this. I'm pretty sure it did. Are you sure I played it last year? Yeah, 100%. Nothing... I know you played it, at least. Uh, hmm. Well, I can't. I don't know. This, All right. this, you're not so, giving me enough clues. Um, I played Deltarune. Oh, uh, of course. I played that didn't Deltarune. come out last year. I also didn't play it last year. I thought it came out in 2019, but I guess I'm wrong. Which no, it came out Halloween of 2018, I believe. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was right at the end of... Man, that October, November, December gets me every time. Yep. So, yeah, I played Deltarune finally, and I beat it within well, like three days. Nice. I loved it. It was so good and pleasant. And the art style is great, and I love all the little callbacks to Undertale and the music, like the, the callbacks in the music are so fun and all the characters. I'm so curious as to what the heck is going on. I'm, are they callbacks or are they call forwards? Yeah. So that's another thing. I don't know. <laughs> I'm ready to watch a bunch of really lore long videos. lore videos <laughs> for like people that have really dug into this game. One thing I didn't do that I'm a little sad about, and I think I'm too far through it to go back, but I didn't do... There's a secret boss in it, and I didn't do the secret boss. So... Uh, you gotta fight Jevil, man. He's great. Yeah, Also, I he gives you an item that you will presumably need when the rest of the game comes out. Yeah, so I you can't go back there after you are done so i'd have to oh, play true. the whole thing again so do it well lucky for you and by your own admittance it's about four hours yeah i it Not actually so i googled 
at the beginning of this because I was like, man, I want to beat this before the podcast, but I don't know how long I need to put into it. And the how long to beat said three hours, and I beat it in two. And so, yeah, it was weird. I was like, man, I flew through this, but I did everything except for Jevil. Um, cause I, once I got to the end and I was only at two hours, I looked through a walkthrough and I'm like, yep, did everything, um, except for the secret boss. So two hours takes huh. two hours to beat that game. Nice. Uh, and it was great. I'm super excited for the future chapters whenever they come out. And I'm excited to listen to the music while I work because I love Undertale music. And I also love the Delta Rune music. And oh, yeah. It, there's, some, there's some jams on there. It takes a lot for me to, especially on the Switch, for me to go out of my way to listen to the music while playing a game. And, you know, I made sure that whenever I was playing this game, I was somewhere I could listen to the music, whether it was docked or playing it somewhere where people didn't care about hearing my game. So it is so good. It's the It was the complete opposite of me playing Luigi's Mansion. Because... <laughs> As much as I liked Luigi's Mansion and the music, the music didn't compel me to, like, play it with audio. And I was fine with just playing it while TV was on in the background or watching a show. That's fair. So, small Bloodborne update. I got to Old Yarnum, and I got to the next boss, which is the blood-soaked beast or something. And he's really hard. Yeah. Um, but I almost beat him the other day. I got him like one tenth of a health bar and I lost. But I don't feel defeated. I just know I know what mistake I made and I'm going to try not to repeat it. I need to go in with more antidote pellets because when the, the enemy transformations in this game really can get you. Yeah. And so I didn't know once you get him down to like a quarter health, he just poisons you. And you are just poisoned, and you have to deal with it. So, yep, I didn't know that, and I ran out of antidote pellets. You're having a very good, like, patient mindset with this game, (laughs) which some of my other friends have not had, to where they would literally be, like, yelling at the game, and it's like, dude, just take a step back, and try and, like, analyze yourself, see what, like, is getting you killed. Try not to do that next time, and you are doing these things. It's nice. I I attribute this to Hollow Knight because <laughs> that's fair. Hollow Knight really instilled that in me. Yeah. And yeah, I really it it takes a game for me. It takes me loving the environment of a game to get me to that mindset though. Cuz like Dark Souls the like it doesn't do it for me. And um Neo was neat. But it didn't really do it for me. Yeah. And the uh, Seth, I don't know how you did this, but like in, in Neo, the like switching between forms, like high attack yeah, and low, the stances, yeah, I, that was awesome. I couldn't, I couldn't wrap my head around it, and I tried. Like I bought Neo day one, sixty dollars, knowing I was getting a hard game, and I like really tried, and I was like, you know what? It's not for me. I really like, I could not do it. There's also and, all the different weapons. Neo's Neo's good. I agree. I agree. I can see the appeal to it, but it wasn't me. Um, I do wish I Seth let me borrow Sekiro while he was at camp and I didn't touch it because I just was like, oh, I know it's going to be hard. And now I kind of go. Really, you, 
jerk. I really regret it. <laughs> but I it's am a good en- game. Yeah. I believe you. I'm enjoying Bloodborne a lot, so maybe one day I'll get to Sekiro. Maybe. So, it's Who knows? Man. Elden Ring's probably coming out this year, so. Oh, yeah. Man. You say that, but like. No, it's going to happen. Elden Ring really? You're is coming. placing the bet now. I mean, From does a solid amount, uh, a solid turnaround time on their games. I'll give so. you that. They do have at least two development teams so. at any given time. Yeah, from is they're they're solid about that. So I man, Souls Souls games or Souls like whatever the thing is you want to call it. Soulsborn, I, I think is I, the extended I, genre name. It's it's I like it's it. Souls. Yeah. The calling in Soulsborn is really stupid considering there was only one Bloodborne game. Yes. Hopefully too. Hopefully. Man, that'd be cool. I, man, I just know if you put like an hour into this, Seth, you'd be full on in because it just, it has the Lovecraftian horror type stuff in it. Oh, it's beautiful. And it's, I love it. It's just like, it's so much Seth type stuff. It's good. Do you know if you have the Old Hunters DLC? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I there's some stuff at the end of that that goes even more into the Lovecraftian stuff. So if you want more of that, you could hit that up later on. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to check it. Yeah. Um, Seth, you were playing something before we started recording today. I was playing something before we started recording today. But maybe let tell me about it because I I don't know it was just a lot of noise man I want to know about yeah it. um so I what well, um Ubisoft had a sale on the Xbox Live Store as we know famously the three dollar division um I also while it was active I I got the uh, season pass of Watch Dogs 2 and ended up playing through those DLC missions. Did you get um, the Division, by the way? I did get it, yeah. Okay, good. I'm excited to play um, with you then. Uh, the DLC missions of Watch Dogs 2, uh, pretty fun, but kind of uh, shallow. Um, it was cool that, that one of the one of the fun characters from the original game showed up in one of them, but also, like, he never even said what his name was, so... It was like you would only know what it has is happening if you played the previous one. Um but one of the other games that was on sale, of course. Can you guess what it is? It's a Ubisoft game and I talked about in the past wanting to play it. I was in fact very excited when it was revealed and then never got around to it. Um it's not a Rayman game. <clears throat> of course not. Ubisoft. Assassin's Man. Creed? No, he's played all those. <laughs> His, you don't understand Seth's love for Assassin's Creed. I used My love to. hate for Assassin's Creed. Then, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of Ubisoft games that you haven't Splinter played. Splinter Cell? Yeah. It's, the thing is that, like, as much as I criticize Ubisoft, I'm kind of a sucker for their model of games because let's look they make solid games that are fun to play even if they're bad games yeah Um, i I know it's not any far cry because we played yes and i'll just tell you it is steep 
Oh, oh man. man. Yeah. Nice. It's it's weird. It's because it's not a game that you, like you don't think of it in the Ubisoft oeuvre, but it's in there. And it is a surprising commitment to the Ubisoft style. Um, <laughs> Isn't that in the sense the that alive in that game? they drop you into an open world and you just walk around in it. Um, I, I had a fun time with the demo for that uh, years back when it like when it was like first announced. Yeah. Uh, so it's. Uh, um, hmm, how do I how do I put this? It's a uh, <laughs> unique experience. Um, it was funny. We, when David was asking what I was doing in the game, like what I was playing, and I said playing uh, is a bit of a stretch. Um, just because I was literally just like slowly climbing up the slope of this mountain trying to get to a high point. Um, it's, man, it's a weird game. Like, I haven't played a whole lot of it. Um, first of all, mechanically is not what I expected. Like, the way you control the player. Um, the last snowboarding game I played was SSX, um, which is a very much... It is an arcade um, type of winter sports game. Uh, and so the physics and the controls are not exactly what one would call uh, realistic. Um, and right. it seems like that is, they're going for more of the realism in Steep, um, which I don't know is a good thing. It's, it's certainly not what I want from a snowboarding game. Like, I don't want to, like, have to, ever, when you, when you do stuff and, and you ha get, like, high G-forces, um, it actually, like, shows up and it physically hurts your character, um... And you can just, like, die from too much force. Uh, and that's not really something I want. Like, sure, if I'm going 100 miles an hour and then I blast into a tree, it makes sense that I would die. Um, but even then, like, that's not really what I want to happen. I just want to, like, bounce off the tree and get up immediately. Um, but it is very easy to, like, if you, if you get stuck or die or something to just restart your run. Um, but it's just, the physics are really weird. The control scheme is also weird. Like, when you are snowboarding, you don't have control over the camera. Um, because the, the right stick, instead of working as a, like, a, a, a camera, it controls the, like, the, the orientation of your board. Um, and that's, it's, it just feels like the controls feel to me like counterintuitive to what one would expect the controls to be, especially compared to like other Ubisoft games and other snowboarding games. Like it, it's, it's, it's very strange. Um, it's also like not easy to control. Uh, and I guess that goes along with some of the more like, realism that they are trying to instill but it's the bizarre thing about the game is that it opens with this sequence um these little tutorial things like a race and then a trick thing and um just to sort of get you acclimated to playing it which is not you know it's that's a normal thing but then 
it goes into like this four minute long video. Like not even an interactive thing. It's just like a straight up video telling you what the game is about and what you should be doing and what the goal is. Um, which is about the strangest way I have ever seen someone explain the, not really the plot, but the point of the game. Um, and I'm still not even sure what it is. <laughs> like, there doesn't seem to be any sort of mode of progression that... I don't know. It's it's so weird. Um, because there are all these, there are all these like, races and events all around the map. Um, and you can pull out these binoculars to, like, find these drop zones and and um different um like points of interest and one when you unlock those you also unlock more things around the map so it's sort of like the the um what is it called the the the, the thing that ubisoft does with all the the towers yeah that yeah, they yeah have. The, the so it's sort of like that or... yeah it's sort of like that but, of course, the thing is, like, everything is on a slope. And so to get to somewhere, you have to come at it from above. And to be able to get to something from above, you have to have, like, a drop zone above it. Uh, <laughs> but to find that and unlock it, you need to be able to sn- get at it from above. It's, um, it's sort of a confounding system. Uh, I guess, And I guess it's supposed to... Like it's it's supposed to maybe foster more emergent gameplay, like where you you do a race and then at the end of it, it's like oh, there's this place, uh, and it unlocks more races for you to do. But so far, it's like I I do not see the uh, path of progression through this game, uh, and I don't know that it's entertaining enough for me to continue playing it. Um, I don't know. It's 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 been an experience. How much did you spend on this game? Uh it was like 15 bucks. Okay. As long as you enjoy some snowboard snowboarding in it. Yeah. You know. And I and I love snowboarding games. And apparently there is a rocket wingsuit uh which I have not tried yet, which Ooh. is probably fun. The normal wingsuit controls are also very weird. Yeah, I was about to say um, cuz we we all know Seth that a game can be vaguely saved by its wingsuit. Yes. As we saw I'm in Far Cry 4. I'm a big wingsuit guy. <laughs> um, and there was also a wingsuit in SSX, which was great. Um, the thing is, you can't, like, it doesn't appear like that you can jump off of a jump and then immediately switch to a wingsuit. Oh, um, okay. You have to be on the ground and... Hold on. Okay. What? It just doesn't... <laughs> You, yeah, you you, you have can't to just be jump and go like that. <laughs> yeah, you have to be like to a... switch um, sports or rather to switch equipment that you're using. You have to be like on the ground and stationary. So, and it's I don't know. It's it's kind of like what is the point of having all these different things you can use if you can't just like switch Stop. on the fly? Yeah, if you can't just style switch on the fly. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that's what I want to do. I want to, like, f- 
find a cliff, like a a vertical drop with a and go down it and then like jump off of it and switch to my wingsuit. But that doesn't appear to be um a possibility here. Uh so I don't know. It's well, it's it's been a it's been a strange experience so far. But it's been entertaining you know, to hear it's, about. Yeah, and it's I like that I have it because it it just it seems like it's not a thing you have to spend a lot of time doing anything in because like the game doesn't seem to be designed around you playing it for long periods of time or giving you any direction and or making or trying to make you invest in it. Um but it, you know, I do love some good snowboarding. I mean, I don't know that the snowboarding in in it is good yet. Um but it has potential uh i don't know <laughs> but that's what i've been playing <laughs> it's weird i like it no i like it i'm yeah. glad we're experiencing this weird game from four years ago <laughs> um so you've done what the snowboarding and skiing i imagine i haven't tried skiing i've done snowboarding i've done some uh i've, I've done a little bit of sledding like there's just a sled that you can sit on. Um <laughs> okay. Yeah, I've done the wingsuit. I've done some paragliding. Um which is different yeah, than wingsuiting? It. Yes, it's slower. Okay. Oh, it's probably yeah, there's probably a parachute involved in that. Yes. Yeah, there is. So. Okay. Cool. I oh man, is it a multiplayer game? Uh yeah, I mean it's got like it's this huge open like drop in drop out world. Like there's always like when I'm going down and going through races or whatever, there's always different other people that are playing that populate the world. Oh, okay. So and the... you can you can like actively just like join someone uh join someone's session, but I have not done that yet because I have been too confused. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. All right. I was, when you said you were climbing the side of a mountain, I thought you had finally uh, sat down and dedicated to uh, playing Death Stranding. And no, it's the, although the pace is similar. So the the pacing is similar. No, I mean the the pace of climbing is similar. So all right. Uh, did you? I need to ask for because I know the audience is probably frothing at the bit to know. Did you get that PlayStation controller ever? Oh, well, <laughs> no. I finally got an email <laughs> that the what? order was canceled um, after being delayed for like a month and a half. It, it was canceled. Uh, and that led to me yesterday spending like an hour on the phone with a Best Buy service person because um, – I, half of what I paid with was a gift card, and then I immediately threw that gift card away. Uh, oh, and so when it was like refunded, do. when it was refunded, it refunded it to that gift card, which Ooh. I no longer had. Yes. Um, and so it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a struggle trying to figure out what they were going to do, um, because the gift card was not purchased at a Best Buy. Uh, it was like purchased at a like a gas station or something. And then I won it as a prize at a Christmas party. And so it was a little bit, um, it's very <laughs> it, roundabout. Was, it was a struggle. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully that'll be in the mail at some point. And then who knows what I will use it on. 
All right. Probably a, I should probably use it on a PS4 controller that is actually exists. Um, <laughs> I mean, you got we'll mine see. up there. I bought a new. That's one, true. So you're fine. Yeah, true. Um, all right. So Forrest, tell us about Mega Man. All since right. you're still playing that. Yes. Um, I am not progressing at the rate that I was hoping to last week. I was hoping to get through a game a week, but uh, about halfway through this last week, I I was kind of hitting a brick wall constantly of almost every single boss fight and new area I was getting into. I was I was dying a lot, and not not due to lack of skill necessarily, but just lack of like abilities and health and defense and all that kind of stuff. So I was thinking back to the first time I ever played through Zero One, and I realized I was barreling through it instead of actually taking the time to try and get the most out of it, try and like actually go and get like a bunch of the upgrades and stuff, try and level up my weapons, all that kind of jazz. Um, so I decided to do that with these playthroughs now is to really invest the time in each one and try and get the most I can out of upgrading my character, um, which is such a grind. Like most of my time playing this game has just been grinding, which is not great, but going into missions now, I'm, I'm having a more enjoyable time though. I, I'm defeating bosses in less tries. I, I'm actually able to go toe to toe for longer periods of time because I have uh, I've doubled my health amount since last week, and I've also doubled my defense. So I'm I'm basically You're just on that grind. Yeah, I'm on that grind, and I'm I'm lasting. I like if I, I'm probably not doing good math on this, but I'd say I'm probably lasting about four times as long in combat now, which can is making the difference between life and death and having to restart um is so i think i'm almost done with it i've defeated most of the four main um enemies that seth and i were talking about last week so i think i'm about to be getting towards the end game of zero one so hopefully i'll do that like tomorrow because i don't have class or work or anything man wait till you start zero two which is oh yes the hardest game in the series yes i <laughs> i used to think zero one was the hardest but then i i played through zero two and i'm like okay this is kicking my butt i can't barrel through this but i'm still not gonna do the work to get upgrades <laughs> i was a fool back then when um so yeah, this is actually the second time the Zero series has been released as a collection. Uh, back in the DS days, it actually got re-released. So I have that too, and that's how I played through Zeros 1 and 2, because I couldn't ever get my hands on them uh, back on the Game Boy Advance. So now I'm re-experiencing them again for the second time. Nice. Yeah. I did not know that those games had like grind in them. I've oh, never yes. played those. So the, It's like... It's it's a different kind of grind. Yeah. Um it's not like the grinding where you get stronger like it doesn't really it doesn't feel like it has an appreciable effect, but you kind of have to do it. Yes. To even give yourself a chance to um to survive, I guess. Yeah. It's the been only- a long time since I played it, but um like if you don't have the equipment and you're also not like you don't have elite skills with a Z, um, 
you are putting yourself at a disadvantage. Yes. And, and that can be um Yeah, that can uh that can end up not great for you. Yes. And the only reason I'm actually able to feel an improvement in in the gameplay right now is because I got a bunch of these upgrades and new abilities and skills and stuff pretty much all on the same day. Um there was a chunk that I got I think on Monday and the other half of the like important skills I got today. So like if if I had that spread out over like the course of just playing the entire game and not specifically grinding for it, I probably would not have felt it as strong as I am right now. Nice. Yeah. So hopefully you're, I'll you're be really doing it. Yes, I'm really doing it. I'm making it. So yeah, I'll try and finish that tomorrow and then start on zero two and hopefully make sizable progress in that for next time. All right. I'm going to hold you to it. Yeah. Man, I remember all the stupid time I, I spent feeding and trying to raise the, the dumb elves. Yes. Ugh. Elves? Yeah. God. The, yeah, you haven't talked up- about cyber elves. Because it's like something I don't want to talk about. The upgrade <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the upgrade system is entirely based through these beings called cyber elves where like okay. it's kind of dark. Okay. There's these, okay. They're these cute little things, and they'll say, yeah, I'll help you. And then you use them, and then they die. And then sometimes in the description, they'll say, I'll sacrifice myself for you. And it's like, okay, I don't want to use you, bud. <laughs> Make me feel like a bad person. The <laughs> the cyber elves uh, were the reason that I did not continue with the Mega Man Zero games. That's um, fair. Not even, like, on a gameplay basis but just the the concept of it within the story was just so stupid to me <laughs> that i was like i i, I cannot get behind this at yes, all i consider I, like i've always put it in the back of my mind for years to the point where i kind of considered cyber elves and like all that garbage just non-canon <laughs> even though yes, it, like it but kind the of problem <laughs> the problem is as the games go on they become more and more central to the story yes to the point where it is not possible to ignore them within the context of the games especially with zero three that that entire game revolves around like the earliest el- of the elves. The earliest yes. cyber elves. No, you learn about the... <laughs> so the Zero game takes place 100 years <laughs> after the last X game, and somewhere in that amount of time was this thing called the Elf Wars. Yes. And there was this thing called the Mother Elf, um, and then there listen, was the listen, Dark Elf. Listen, Seth, we could get into the details later when I play through Zero Three. <laughs> yeah, I, I need, I need a lore dump episode. Yes, for this, it's very dumb. Okay, I believe you, but we're we need to go on our break. Yes, we need to, we need to take a break because we have a lot of news, so we can't do a lot of Mega Man today. Maybe on a week where. <laughs> Neither of us have played a lot of something. Oh, there's also a thing called Yggdrasil. Well, that just makes sense, since there's elves. Mm. So does that mean oh there's frost god. giants? Re- oh my god, I'm re- reading this and remembering it. <laughs> so, uh, Mega Man X was split into, f- his consciousness was split okay, into okay. five cyber elves. All right, and with that, 
We're going Ugh. on a break. We'll see you soon. <laughs> Be right back. And we're back. Thank you for checking out the social medias and all the good stuff that we provide you on them at Suplex Because we know you did. Yeah, we know you looked at it. We're watching you. Sticks on all of them. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. watching you, though. All that good stuff. The website is still being worked on, I promise. It's going to, it's, I can explain the details to you, but it's not worth it because it's very complicated. <laughs> but it's it's been moved over to a new host. Explain the code to us line by line. Um, well, what's beautiful about it, Seth, is that there's no code. It's called Elementor, and it okay. lets you build it block there by block. There is code, though. There's code, but you don't see the code. Yeah, but I want to see it. You Show don't get it to. to. Me now. I want to memorize the code. Show me the code. We're not... We. <laughs> we're moving past code. So we're evolving as a you can't digital just move species. past code. It's it's just to make you. things easier and How better. You looking. patronize me. Our site doesn't look that good right now, and it's going to look better and run better. I promise. Um, and hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll have a special guest recording a neat uh, audio bumper instead of us fumbling through telling you to check our social medias. So it'll be good. But for now, let's talk about the news. We're going to talk about news. And one of the big things is that Halo Combat Evolved shadow dropped on PC. Which, I mean, it matters. I am going to download it after this recording, probably. I haven't downloaded it yet. But... What do you are you gonna play it on your PC, Seth? Do you think your laptop could run it? I probably. Could. I am not going to play it. Okay, there you go. Uh, to me, the first of all, uh, the original Combat Evolved on PC was I uh, it was sort of out of my realm back when it came out. I did, however, have that one high school class where it was installed on all the computers, but like. I don't know. I don't have the kind of nostalgic interest in it like other people would. Yeah, and that's understandable. That's fair. I agree with you. Yeah. But, you know, Reach is on PC. It's on Xbox One. Still need to play Reach. I've got got Master Chief Collection downloaded. Always. I'm always ready to play. Yeah. But I, (laughs) I haven't jumped into it yet. But, yeah, it's on PC. So go play it. Probably Halo 2 will be on there in like three months. I Like, Reach dropped in October, right? I think so. Late. late October, early November. Yeah, so it's about three to four months of a span. So probably by summer we'll have Halo 2 on PC. Seth, I don't know if you play. I imagine you have talked about it if you had played it. But there, there's a Final Fantasy VII beta out now. And not really a beta. Or a, a demo. demo. Yeah, a demo. I just call demos betas now. I've been conditioned. But they're different which is, things. They're different things, I know. So the the demo is like the first three hours of the game, I think. 
at least yes but the thing is your progress doesn't carry over so are you even got bother going to play this demo um i think i will okay just because i mean i might not play all the way through it but at least enough to maybe get a feel for the gameplay yeah how it all, i'd like to how it all feels. i'd like to i'd like to experience it yeah um and like i mean it's over a month away until the actual game comes out so it's not like i'm playing the demo and then would be playing the full thing next week i will have played yeah, other fair. things in between that's fair i just i part of me doesn't want to because i'd want i know once i start i won't want to stop <laughs> and i'm gonna hit the wall of the three hours and then not be able to keep going and that's gonna bother me you're so just gonna I'm, start that baby back over yeah <laughs> i'm curious it where it ends yeah because like I, you're not getting up to guard scorpion or anything probably not i i haven't checked out any streams or anything of it yet or gone but over it does you would expect it to end it. in a boss battle i would like to think so i agree um also final fantasy 7 news came out the remake news that you will not be able to play as red 13 in the game you're mm-hmm. just going to be a guest character in the party sort of deal how does that make you feel i don't know it's kind of a bummer i guess because he seems like he would be the most unique one to play as um but i also can understand that the point where you get him maybe too far into the game and the original game is not very far in at all but it is close to the end of the um uh the uh, what's the city the the midgar, the midgar section <laughs> um so I can understand from that point why. But, you know, I want to play as him. I'm Certainly he'll be playable in the next part, assuming there is a next part. Yeah, I think so. Uh, he has a much more uh, sizable contribution to the rest of the game after the Midgar section. Yes, if, that's very true. Yeah, if if this first part of the remake ends pretty much right as you leave Midgar, you're not going to have any time to play as Red 13. Yeah. Yep. All right. So he may not be playable now, but he will be in the future. I'm calling it. Yeah. Well, the yeah. real question is in the future will how how will they or will they fit in uh Yuffie and Vincent? So it's funny you on, asked that. I'm still on the fence about whether they're even gonna be in it. It's it's funny you asked that. I've heard that like Vincent's character design was based on a like musician mm-hmm. or something and the Vincent Valentine the musician no 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 that's, that's the band that's a bad local Ocala band um we don't need to talk about that um so I feel like I've had a fever dream about them before <laughs> um uh, uh, okay so uh, but apparently the character design I believe is attached to a musician and they I think they've would have to like re-get the rights to do that again I, think, I was reading something about that the other day I think that's for the crisis core character named Genesis oh Cause, yeah yeah cause I cause I know they uh, can't that's very different it's like this dude named Gact or something like that 
Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. About Genesis. Um, that wasn't even the one with Vincent Valentine in it. You're right. No, but for the Dirge of Cerberus game, I, I think it was supposed to lead to like a like Genesis return sort of thing, but then all that uh, garbage went down. But apparently that character is whatever. So yeah, there's my <laughs> sequitur about a character that doesn't matter now. So there's that. That's why I get for just mm. reading something halfway and not paying attention to it fully. Yeah, that wasn't great. It happens. So, I have to think that they'll be in the game at some point. I would think so. Maybe. Especially because, like, uh, Vincent at least has se- seemingly has a, a cool backstory that could be explored. And Yuffie as well, I guess. But we do, you can learn a, a lot about her in the actual game. Will Kate Sith be in the game? <sighs> well, the, the Kate Sith is sort of in part one. No spoilers, but we have seen a character. Yeah, I think Kate Sith is such an is such a big part of the plot. Like it has to be in the game. It's going to be interesting to see how long this game is and what characters are in it yeah. and I'm intrigued I'm intrigued yeah um I mean I think we've probably seen how many character like the the main characters that are going to be in at least this part of it um yeah I can't imagine there would be any other main characters that they're adding because they've they've shown off characters who seems to have large parts in the game that are brand new so you know, we'll see. Seth, have you ever seen the the Final Fantasy VII movie, Advent nope. Children? Love it. We gotta watch it. I have it on Blu-ray. It's it's like so bad, but so fun. Reno it's and so Rude are great in it. Oh yes, they're the um, best. They're the really the only reason to watch it. Between that and the fight with Bahamut in it, which is great. All of the fights are really good. I would say. Um, you know that Kate Sith is actually supposed to be pronounced like Kite She? Yeah, it's no. Yeah, I, I won't I, accept that. I know because they're I based don't. on like <laughs> Gaelic words or something. Ah, well, yeah, or Ketchi, something like that. Yep, no, no, thank you. Nope. Well, oh, but the good thing is the game; these games have have voice acting, so we'll be able to find out. It's true. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, it'll be like when we first heard Titus be. Uh, Oh, I still call him Titus. It's uh, Titus. I don't care. Yeah. Good old Titus. The fact that they would call it Titus. That's disgusting. It's like pronouncing an H when it's S-I-T-H. Yeah. That's, you know. Well, all right. So we're moving I mean, there on. is an H in that word. Yes. Just at the and end Technically, of the, of... the S-H sound is part of the S, but, you know, it doesn't matter. All right. So now that this has been your grammar Final Fantasy VII lesson, um, let's let's talk about the Borderlands Three DLC. Seth, let's do it. You recently watched the trailer. I did. It looked intriguing. It does. It's a. It's what is it called? Love and guns and tentacles, something like that. Yes. Which which is. Interesting. I yeah. could, they, they could go a lot of directions with a title like that. <laughs> Especially in Borderlands, yeah. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, there's a lot of avenues uh, that could go down. Okay. But <laughs> it it looks cool. It's based around Sir Hammerlock and oh, I like dude? that guy, Wainwright. Wainwright, Wainwright Jacobs. Wainwright Jacobs getting married on some ice planet. Which really, Wainwright Jacobs is one of my favorite characters in yeah. Borderlands. He's probably so. the best new character that was in, in the game. Yeah, I, would have to I, say. I agree. I loved Wainwright. And that planet was made, was probably the strongest. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, although... Oh wait! You I gotta, don't know if Wainwright was better than. Uh, yeah, you got to give it Typhon. up for Typhon de Leon. <laughs> uh, he he was very good for sure, um, but yeah, so it's it's good. Uh, the setting looks interesting. They're bringing Gage back, finally. Um, as the wedding who planner, kno- <clears throat> who knows how she will be handled? Uh, and it does not appear any of the Tales characters are back yet, which is you know, not unexpected. Yeah. Uh, it looks fun. I'm excited. For, uh, I'm moderately anticipating it. Let's not let's not go all the way too excited. There's there's gonna um, be Lovecraftian stuff in it, Seth. You so would think so with a name like that. They're um, they're trying to they're trying to win you back with yes Wainwright Jacobs and Hammerlock getting married and tentacles and Gage. <laughs> uh, throw Krieg in there, and then you got. You definitely got a stew going. So um, they, I think they did my... tease. They did tease future DLCs when they released yes. this one. Yeah, the, the f- next one is supposed to have dinosaur cowboys. And the fourth one is going to be getting into the innermost mind of a psycho, which is well, like teased to be sounds Krieg. Sounds like Krieg. Yeah. yeah. That that man. Maybe, what if it's and it'll probably be literally in his brain. <laughs> what if it's Inception, but with yeah. Krieg? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm all for that. That I'll would that. that is actually an incredible premise. Um, it and get two K on the phone right now. <laughs> it one hundred percent will not be that, but that would be amazing. Yeah. I think it's more like you you literally go into his brain. Um, because they had that that one claptrap DLC where you went inside his brain. Um, but yeah, I I don't mean like physically inside the actual matter of his brain. Um. Which could also be pretty good, I guess. Um, yeah, I think I think my issue, though, is that I don't... It's not that I am, like, not excited for it, I guess. I think I'm more... Would rather experience the totality of the DLC as a whole... Just because the the incremental in like level cap increases and difficulty increases are not enough like on their own, like they don't they they don't have the like you don't get to feel the sense of progression that you do while you're actually playing the game, um. And so, like, they if they drop a DLC and then, like, a th- another three-level level cap increase, like, you, you get through those levels in, like, the first hour and a half of playing. Um, and then, like, there's no more progression as you continue through, like, the, I don't know, like, five or six hours left yeah. of the DLC. Um, and the 
progression of the game is a is a whole lot of the driving force of playing through it. Um so I don't know, it's it's just like there's not enough the story content by itself is not enough to bring me back and the problem with playing the DLCs individually is that it that's all it is basically. Um like you don't get it's not the entire Borderlands package but in bite sizes. It's um like it it's it's not the the experience is not representative of what playing the actual main game is like because you don't have all of those pieces together on the same scale. And so I would almost rather wait until they're all out and and go through them as like a second camp a second um playthrough. Yeah, no, I can than, agree with you. Rather than do it in these little um less engaging chunks. I can I can I can get on board with that. I don't know if I am gonna I wanna play these with you though. This is I wanna play them, but I also I will wait for you because that's how I play Borderlands, <laughs> so all right, I I I'm like fully I'm, I can't really add much more to that because I agree with you the same way. Like playing through those like wave after wave things gets boring after a while because there's nothing yeah. there's nothing better there. Like you're just gonna move up mayhem levels, which right you're not like achieving anything. Right. Yeah, and the way that they're limiting, uh, the way that they're limiting forward like leveling with because of balance supposedly is so weird and I'm not a big fan of that. Like just let me be overpowered. That's the point of this game. Yeah. Is to be crazy and let me be overpowered. So, yeah. Um that's why Borderlands Borderlands shouldn't be a games as a service game. And here we are. Um But I don't really know that it is I mean, it, they do. They have. They have done some really stupid stuff in treating it like that, with with the the kind of weapon balance updates, which is pointless in a single player game, um, or rather a non PvP game. Um, but yeah, it's not. I don't think I don't find the service stuff as annoying. Um, because they're mostly just trying to continue to provide content, which is not a bad thing. It's just, um, I don't know that it exactly works with the, the platform that they have. Yeah. Um, should we also address the fact that Eli Roth is directing a movie, the Borderlands movie? Yeah, there's apparently going to be a Borderlands movie that's in production with Eli Roth directing, who I think is probably as good of a choice as you could pick um, for a game. My question is, like, I think it's cool, and it's certainly a... um, It could visually be very uh, interesting. My question, though, is what are they going to do with the story? Like, is it going to be the story from the game or like a version of that like we saw with like the Tomb Raider movie or are they just going to use the world 
and tell a different story about different vault hunters with some kind of villain. I think that's more likely. Um, I also think that is more likely, but I also find it, at the same time, I find it hard to believe that they wouldn't try to utilize the Handsome Jack character. Yeah, that's exactly what And I, I don't say. know Handsome... how they could... Like, he, he would have to be completely reworked to fit into a different story. The Handsome Jack his character whole, is his just whole, too rich. Yeah, his whole, like, his whole arc is based around the story of the Vault Hunters from Borderlands 1. Um, so I don't know how they how how they could do that, but I also think that they probably will try to do that. Yeah. Do you think this will be a CGI movie, or if it'll be live action? No, it'll be live action, for sure. Man, that'll it's going to be weird. Yeah. It'll be weird. Um, but man, I do, Megacon is coming up, uh, hopefully. We'll talk about cons in a second. But there's always great Borderlands cosplay at Megacon, and so... It'll be, it'll be real interesting to yeah, see. Yeah, the real question to... is whether if they is whether the movie will try and emulate the the art style, which I think would be a little bit too unnerving for for a, a live action thing. I mean, uh, Ready Player One did it, kind of. Mm, I don't know. It was it was unnerving in Ready Player One. Let's be honest. Yeah, I still like that movie. I'll maintain that. Sorry. Um, you kind of liked it. so Yeah, I'm, it was I a good movie. I don't need to apologize. Um, it, it was just the the CGI, the, the stuff inside the world was a little, uh, it was a little too Uncanny Valley stuff. Yeah. Um, so speaking of cons and things where people get together and do things, uh, COVID-19 slash uh, the coronavirus. Um, has now can't basically GDC has been pushed back to summer, which basically means that it's been canceled because I don't think GDC is going to try to run while E three is happening. Um, and I I just yeah, that would know. be a little <laughs> weird. Be, yeah, and um, E three has been evaluating ESA has been evaluating and keeping a tight like a, an, a sharp eye on the situation of yeah. the, the coronavirus. It would be very interesting to see what would happen if E3 got canceled. And if, because we've talked in previous weeks, like about like E3, not like if it was going to survive. Um, I think that if it got canceled and everyone pulled out and did their own little things and then realized they could just do that, that would uh that would probably be a bit of a, a death knell for E three, at least for the immediate future. Yeah, it would definitely die a death. Uh it would be interesting. Uh, Microsoft is live streaming the panels it was going to have at GDC. Uh, March 16th to 18th on their website. Um, well, that's cool. So you can still see those. I guess presumably that means that they have stuff that they still want to show. Yeah, they were going to show off Game Pass and xCloud stuff, and there's always like an Xbox ID type thing at GDC. So they they had stuff they were going to announce, but 
you know, this happened. So keep your eyes locked to Twitter. And if you feel like streaming their stuff, then do it. Because they're going to show off xCloud and everything like they have been the last couple of years. So um, speaking of Game Pass and all that stuff in the future, NBA 2K20 is coming to Game Pass tomorrow slash today if you're listening to this on day one and um ori comes out ori and the will of the wisps comes out next week Mm. uh, which is very exciting uh enough time for you to where there's a will there's a a wisp wisp. (laughs) yes that's how the old adage goes as Um, as we have all said yes um so that that gives you enough time to beat Ori One if you haven't, because uh, Game Pass right now, if you go on Amazon, it may it might not be tomorrow. Who knows? Um, but it's on sale for twenty five bucks for three months, so you can definitely get that and be set for the next couple of months. And yeah, I actually downloaded a bunch of indie games the other day and haven't played them yet, including Creature in the Well, which I need to try because that's on Game Pass and. That game always intrigued me. Yeah, I I tried that. Did you like it? I couldn't get into it honestly. All right. I, I think I it's I a won't. it's a game that I would need to play on Switch. Oh, okay. That's how I kind of felt about Ori, but I know Will of the Wisps won't be coming onto it anytime soon, so I've got to power yeah. through it on Xbox. Gotta make do. So gotta get get. Um, Seth, is there any news you want to talk about? Well, we could speak about the new Riot Games reveal. Oh, yeah. Yes. The CSGO-esque hero shooter. Uh, yes, Valorant. Uh, so strange it, name. It seems to be a hero shooter, but it also seems to be like a Counter-Strike game. Uh, visually, also it kind of looks like... Continue. What were you saying? What were you gonna say? It's kind of like a league game too, because there's like buy rounds where you have to buy weapons and up upgrade stuff. Seemingly, yeah. Like it. It's it seems unique enough to have a niche. Um, it's it's definitely like it. It is the same like gameplay as a hero shooter though. Uh, essentially, um, it's got like aesthetically, it's got kind of a Counter Strike meets to me like a tf2 type of thing um so like cartoony but also sort of realistic it's weird it's hard to hard to describe um i it it doesn't look i mean the hero shooter genre is not really my forte especially when it's counter-strike type gameplay um but it, it, I think it, it looks unique enough to be able to find a foothold. Yeah. And, I mean, Riot does a great job with the league broadcasting. And, like, I mean, they, they make games that are easily, like, eSports games. So this will probably end up being an eSport game if yeah. it takes takes hold. Yeah. That is, that's always something that strikes me as, I don't know, a little... It's weird because it was definitely designed with esports in mind, and that's sure. like, I don't know, it's just kind of uh, scummy. <laughs> just because <laughs> it's it's meant to be a competitive game, or 
Like no, because be... it's meant to be like a broadcasted game. Okay, gotcha. Like this is a game. They're like, hey, what if we look at all that money that Overwatch League is is getting? We should figure out a way to do that. And uh, it's just kind of like, it's kind of it, 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 it feels kind of cynical to me, I guess. Overwatch League has that Disney money behind it, though. Yeah, that's that's wild. Like, I don't know that this is real, but this is correct. But the the origin of the idea feels more like it was uh, a, a, a an attempt to make find like find a uh, a market rather than to make a creative vision. Ooh. That's bold. That's bold. But a strong statement. I can stand behind that. Ugh. Although I guess you could say that about almost every live game that comes out these days. Yeah, that's also true. Live games. And just make make creative games instead of trying to ape at other people's stuff, maybe. We had this conversation last week with what would an Indiana Jones game be (laughs) basically. Um, Well, I don't, and I I don't think there's anything wrong with uh, cribbing ideas because in the end there are very few like legitimately original ideas, Um, but you have to find ways to make them original Uh, and, and people do that. But, so so I don't I don't know exactly I would say that people are not being creative. Um I just think it's more like where does where does this idea come from? Right. Did you have an idea for a cool game or did you have an idea for a cool way to make money? Yeah. There you go. And I guess they can go hand in hand, but uh I guess that's you know, the Fortnite part of the argument kind of. Yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Complications. But Fortnite's making that money. So. Jeez. Yeah. All right. Let's let's talk about um the, I'm going to skip some stuff cuz cuz of time. Some stuff we we don't need to super talk about. But I want to talk about these Monster Hunter movie posters. <laughs> And the fact that one of them has Mia Jovovich with a giant sword on it. And the sword doesn't even like look good either. It looks good. It looks like a Monster Hunter sword. I I guess. It does I don't look know. like a Monster Hunter it, sword. Yes. I don't know if that necessarily means it's good. Pause listeners, pause this and go look at it. Yeah, pause. We'll give you five seconds. Not really. But pause. Resume. Wow. That's a giant sword. Wow, a giant sword. And Tony Jaw with a wow. giant bow and arrow. A giant sword. And Tony Jaw is great if you've seen Ong Bak, one, two, or three. All three are good movies. He does his own stunts. He's awesome. Muay Thai, great. 10 out of 10, just giant sword. That's what I care about. Mia Jovovich, giant sword. She was great in the Resident Evil movies, even though the Resident Evil movies are not good. But I love them anyway because Mia Jovovich is great and killed a bunch of zombies. Mm, and she was the fifth element. 
She was, indeed. True. Lelou Dallas multipass. Yeah, Lelou Dallas multipass. But yeah, Mia Jovovich, giant sword. Man, it's going to be good. And bad. That movie's going to oh, be bad. going to be horrible. But it'll Can't be good. Wait. But it'll be good. Just a September giant, 4th? Yeah. Mark it on your calendars. Huh. Um, wow, we talked about two gaming movies this this week. Wow. Man, it's exciting. It's a very rare occurrence. Um, let's talk about games being made from movies again. Um, Star, there's a Star Wars game that got leaked by the Amazon. Not the no. forest, but the website. And I thought it was the, the yeah, European I thought it was PlayStation on PSN. Network. Oh, crap. It is PSN. Yep. Ugh, sorry. It's the article I read said it was a scraper that crawls PSN, Amazon. Like it was detailing the scrapers. My gotcha. Bad. Um, but basically a image was pulled for Project Maverick. Just a second. Doesn't scraper sound like a job from like a cyberpunk uh it does like video game yes but it also probably is like if you played this like a uh, shadow run or something i'm sure scraper is probably a job in it which shadow run is just cyberpunk D. Yeah. yeah so um, that's fair yeah scraper i would bet look it up it's probably a job i'm gonna but, do it so project maverick and it's just a screen it's just an image of a Star Destroyer and a flight of X-Wings flying towards it, uh, like five or six, uh, which leads people to believe that this might be a, you know, dogfighting ship battler, which would be great. Yeah. Give me that. Give me another Rogue Squadron. That's all I want. I like the flying in Battlefront 2, the the newer one. It's Rogue fun. Squadron is the goat. And Rogue Squadron is the goat. Let me fly an A-wing in a video game. Mm, a B-wing. B-wings are fine. Y-wing. A- a- Y-wings are great. But A-wings are superior. The best ship in Star Wars. We You don't have to fight it. It's the best. <laughs> the A-wing goes down in like one hit, though. All of them go down. It has one no hit. shields. But no, if, no. <laughs> Not in the games. The A-wing okay, is fair. the fastest but fair. weakest. <laughs> well, weak is like defensively. Listen, can't go down if you don't get hit. So get good. Got him. A-Wing is the best. I love it. Just zipping around. <sighs> Man, that and the, the Naboo Starfighter. Give me a game where I can fly around in the Naboo Starfighter. That stupid yellow pointy ship. God, that ship is so dumb, but it's so cool looking. I don't care. Yeah. Uh Oh, man. Just give me a game with ships. I can fly them around, and I'll, I'll be bad at it. It's it's not hard to be bad at those games <laughs> because dogfighting is difficult. Yes. But, you know, You'll still that's, why I don't play, it. it's why I don't play the Ace Combat games or anything. <laughs> like, what about the T-16 Skyhopper? Oh, hot, hot Womp Rats or whatever it was. Or the the snow speeder, Those yeah, the snow too. speeder. Man, just get a good old Hoth level where you zip around the, mm. the legs. That'd be great. Mm. Those, that's so much fun. All you have to do is give me that. It's not slave hard. one. Ugh. Throw the slave one in there. Man, 
Bespin Cloud Car. All the old, all the old vehicles. There's so many, so many good ships, and we just want a game where we can fly them around and shoot things. Yeah, let us do it. Let us do it, please. The, please. I, I have a feeling this game could be it, possibly. Tie Interceptor. Project Maverick. One can only hope that it's it has a story where you, it's that just one, Top Gun. That <laughs> one droid ship that was also had legs. Oh yeah, um, from oh gosh, what are those? I can't remember. They're the they were the droid they were the droid fighters. Oh yeah. yeah. I the wings turned into legs. The, yeah. The wing. Yes, that's the easy way to put it. Yes. The wings become the legs. Um, yeah. Because there's the droidicas, the battle droids. So many droids, great ships. The super battle droids. Why can't we just have a game where we play them? And I why mean, can't we have another freaking pod racer game? Listen, we've gone over this. We yes. can't. We, yeah, we really can't, can't rehash this. this. All right. Um,. Gaming birthdays. PS2 is 20 years old today, and the Switch is three years old this week. Slash month. It was this week. I think it was um, this week, yeah. So, March I, 3rd. I do Yesterday, want to even. note, I still have my day one copy of Breath of the Wild. Nice. Cool. And I think that might be the only day one game I still have left. Traded I have my day room. one hmm. Nintendo Switch. I do not have my day one Nintendo Switch. I got the Rip. new battery life. The new new. Got that new new. Um, but yeah. Seth, you did have a day one Switch. No, I did. You, you had a day two Oh, Switch. day two. Day three, uh, I think. Yeah. So close. We've told that story. Yeah. Stayed outside yep. of Target for him. Toys R Us. <laughs> I stayed outside of Toys R Us playing my Switch in line wow. to get him a Switch. Oh, my God. Oh, the people were not <laughs> happy with me. But, um, yeah. The previous day, I had waited outside of a Target uh, in a line, and then I got up to go, and I and since I didn't have a ticket, they were like, you can't, you can't get one <laughs> after I have waited for like an hour and a half. <sighs> so, breath. It's crazy, crazy thing. Back at the, at the, uh, the, one the shortages that I still have. I I remember I got one to switch at launch, and I don't have that anymore. Yeah, not a great game, but you and could simulate ice cubes. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was cool. I'm trying to think of any other games that, because Mario Odyssey wasn't day one. No, I don't think there were many day one games. Yeah, that were good. Never mind, that's mean. Because Bomberman was good. But none of them were Breath of the Wild, which is just GOAT. GOAT. Just a great game. Yep. All right. Um, Seth, was there any other news you wanted to talk about? I do not believe so. Yeah, I think I think we're good. Um, Snipper Clips was also a game day one game. Oh yeah, didn't I never had that. I heard it was good, but I have it on my Switch. Oh, I hmm. played like two levels of it, <laughs> and that was it. Yep, I heard it was good, but never, 
I bought it to play at a friend's house, and then we didn't do it. Yeah. I remember us all playing Mega Man on your couch on the tiny Switch screen. Like me, you, Zach, Marianne, and someone else. That was fun. Bomberman. Bomberman's yeah, Bomberman. Great. Oh, I yeah. said Mega Man. Yeah. I had a stroke. Um, <laughs> huh. The day one Switch. It was a magical time. It really great. was. And I missed out. Was No, Mario Kart R. wasn't R. day one. No. Mario Kart was not day one. That was like two months later. Man, they really yep. only had Breath of the Wild. That's wild. It, well, it's crazy. I'm, I can't believe that. And it worked. <laughs> Boy, I mean, it did, yeah. It It's because Breath of the Wild lasted until Mario Kart hit. Like, Mario Kart really came out like two months after, I think. Two or three. And that's long enough. Um, it's amazing that we haven't gotten a follow-up to the smash hit Wii U game Nintendo Land. Which yeah. I think that is the genuine smash hit and surprise of the Wii U was Nintendo Land. Um, it really was good. It's unfortunate how much of the game relied on the gamepad. Yes, I agree with and you. And there isn't really... A way to replicate so, some yeah. of that. Because um, yeah. we spent a lot of fun times playing the... Uh, the what was the Mario game where you like hid stuff or something and you had to catch the person? Yeah, yeah, that, one was, that one was fun. Man, really, they need to make a Nintendo Land 2. Figure it out. Yes. Even if it's not the same games, like, I think there has to be a way to get a, a similar type experience on yeah. the on the switch yeah give us fun random multiplayer games uh that's better than one two switch because that wasn't very good yeah that was not good no one liked it no it was bad and they should feel bad now if they made a whole game out of the ice cube thing that would be you know that'd I be kind of that yeah um all right, so sorry, PS2, we didn't talk about you much, but Seth and Forrest didn't have you, and I... Yeah. Happy birthday, though. What do you mean? You said I you didn't wanted, play much PS2. I always I, wanted to play the bouncer. No, I played so. PS2 probably more than I played my Xbox One, comparatively. I mean, that's two completely different generations. Yes, but, like, <laughs> I... That's like comparing Frozen World with <laughs> Tron World. I... <laughs> No, but I mean, like, I, I've spent more time, I think, playing on a PS2 than any the, other system. Pretty much, except for, like, maybe the DS. All right. Yeah. PS2. Well, bring back talk Jack and Daxter. It. Bring back Jack and Daxter and bring back Ratchet and Clank and stop making these, like, emotionally hard-hitting games. Yeah. I don't care about Last of Us. I want my fun platformers, dang it. And That's fair. Uh, what's Insomniac making now? Uh, Spider-Man? Okay, Spider-Man's okay. freaking great. <laughs> you, they can keep Spider-Man. <laughs> make a, get a smaller studio to make another Ratchet and Clank. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, it'd be freaking great. Uh, Wasn't there a Ratchet and Clank like two years ago? I believe it was further than that. It and was a tie-in. It was kind of a remake of the it was a, first one. It was one. a genuine remake of the first one. But, like, it was fitting itself into the movie. Which was also not good. 
frustratingly. Yeah. Oh, did you like it? No. I oh, the I, movie was bad. I didn't have a PS4, so I didn't play the game, and I didn't see the movie because... The game was good because it was a remake of the first one, <laughs> but the movie was bad because it was a bad Ratchet & Clank movie. Fair enough. So there you go. Yeah. Way to go, Sony. I mean, you're doing good in the real sad boy department making Last of Us and Kratos and his son but you're not making colorful, vibrant platformers anymore. Yeah. And I think it's time for them to come back. You can do it. I mean, Spider-Man was so good. I don't want Insomniac making something else. But PS2 also was the golden age of RPGs. There's so many crazy RPGs on there. Yes. Yeah, like the Bouncer. I was about to say that. I never that. played the Bouncer. The Bearded Brown Coat has a copy of it. I'm good. If you ever want to pick it up, I'm solid. <laughs> Don't. I'm good. Don't want to buy. They a card. should put the bouncer in Kingdom Hearts. I've joked about that with some of my friends before. Hmm. Have that be like that in Versus Thirteen in the World Ends with You. Like have that all just coalesce into Kingdom Hearts Four or whatever the next main game is going to be. All right, we're getting into weird stuff. Yeah. So. <laughs> Gone <laughs> off the rails. All right, so. I, we went off the rails multiple times. Yeah, today. this has been a fun episode. Hopefully y'all stayed with us. Um, we're going to, with that, we will see you next week. We will all maybe have played Ori 1. I'm just making mm, predictions unlikely. here. Maybe we'll have played Ori 1. I might have beat another video game by then. Who knows? It's not going to mm. be Bloodborne. Unlikely. Oh, okay. I'll take that as a, a physical challenge. <laughs> uh, I'm escalating it all the way from Dare and Double Dare to physical challenge. Oh, and, wow. Um, and Forrest, God willing, please just get through these weird robot games. Oh, I will. Uh, and Seth, Play something fun, because I don't. I'll try. <laughs> you just you you play things that make you wonder why games exist and why they. Are. Uh, I know. <laughs> if only they could all just be good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Wouldn't that be nice? All right, that's a good way. To, <laughs> games. If only they could all, all just, just be, be good. fun and good. All I right. said good, not fun. I Come know, on, sorry, Forrest. I, I literally I just said it. Mind. All right. And most of all, we'll, have fun. We'll, oh, shut up. <laughs> all right. We'll see you next week. Goodbye to everyone except for us. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but before they cut me off, goodbye.